Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Rating System, the podcast that aims to rank every science fiction film from one to infinity. I said that in the style of Kirk there, a bit um, unintentional. This week we is a preview week. Uh, we look at three films we'll rank next week. But for now, let me introduce my co-hosts. I'm Sam Draper and joined by Chris Redding. Hello. And Alex Humphrey. Hello. I was thinking about this because it's all... Uh, oh, yeah, it's too early for beers. Because um, it's already Player One, we should be like it should be our avatar names rather than our real names. You can fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much, okay. Any listeners, this is pretty much how it's going to go if we mention Ready Player One sure, at any sure point. Sure, Ready Player One up your ass. <laughs> so this week we are celebrating Ready Player One by, uh, as I said last week, by doing as much research as uh, the talentless hack who wrote it. I forgot his name. What's his name? <laughs> I Probably something like John DeLorean or something, isn't it? Hilarious. I've changed the name to DeLorean because because Back to the Future is a film from the 80s. Yeah, we get did it, he mate. He designed the car, John DeLorean. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, yeah his so name some, isn't that. <laughs> what is his name? I forgot his name. I don't, I don't know his name. <laughs> uh, I'm looking up his name so I can call him out on... Ernest Klein. Ernest Klein. So yeah, Ernest Klein wrote a book or instead just sat on his big fat... What's it covered fingered <laughs> ass? Sam's views do not. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he watched a lot of films from the eighties and went, "Oh, that's a good idea. Make a film where I reference all these other films." And he did that, and it's terrible, and probably the worst book I've ever read. It's it's tell the story. What happened when you finished the book, Sam? <laughs> I threw I threw it straight in the bin. Like literally, <laughs> literally threw it in the bin. Last <laughs> page. Yes. It's frustrating. it's frustrating yeah. for me because I wanted to read it. If I'd known, I would have come <laughs> round your house and got it out of your bin. <laughs> uh, I had yeah. to buy mine. I had to buy my copy. Uh, and I enjoyed it, Ernest Klein. So I thought it was oh a my God, fast food. It is fast food. It's a, it's a, it's trashy, but it was entertaining trash. And I, I, I threw enjoyed, it in the bin and it wasn't even it. mine. It was one I borrowed from the library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. Just going to bookshop just now, just throwing it off the shelves. Uh, yeah, anyway, so Steven Spielberg, um, who has also been sort of creatively moribund since the mid-aughts, thought that's a good idea for a story. It's not. It's terrible. And he, even though, despite like it sort of being weird, because a lot of the film references things he made or the books mm, did. Yeah. So you know, if there's any any like case of a director jumping the shark, it's Spielberg. I don't know, jumping jumping the moon like ET in one of his other terrible films, because <laughs> no doubt ET's in this because every fucking idiot's in it because it great. Let's all circle jerk over Hollywood and terribleness, but. One good thing to come out of this is that we get to watch three kids' films from the eighties. Yeah. Um, and forget all about Ready Player One for a bit. One of which features prominently in the book, one of the films we're watching, doesn't it? Yeah. They all they all feature in it. Mm, Everything but, features in it. But War Games is more... War Games is in a lot, yeah. More yeah. important. You just, yeah. you just steal for that more than a lot of other things. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got three films to watch. And we've got a bit of science fiction news, which is a first for us. Because um, we're doing a good quiz and news... Um, alternating from now on so i'll start with a bit of news before we get into trailer because we've got three bits of news and uh it's the news that um bong <laughs> that on november the 15th 2019 uh hitting cinemas will be a live act- action sonic the hedgehog film have you heard what? about this no right so what yeah paramount have optioned sonic the hedgehog but not only optioned it i've basically said it's coming out next year in november um, being produced by the uh, director of Deadpool, Tim Miller. Okay. 
directed by Jeff Fowler, who's not previously directed anything before. But the most interesting thing for me was that it's live action <laughs> mixed How? with CGI. <laughs> I don't but... know. Uh, and so uh, what I want to know from you two is, um, if you were cast in this film, who would you pick as a live action Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh, God. Justin Bieber. Justin <sighs> Bieber, that's a good shout, yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's a he's a good actor and he's yeah, quite have small. Him as, yeah, I'd have Bieber as Tails. Yeah, yes. oh, good that'd one. work. That'd, that's a good. Yeah. yeah, and Vin Diesel as Knuckles. Yeah, uh, I if thought were... um, uh, Dan DeVito make a good Doctor Robotnik, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need someone with a powerful mustache. Maybe bring back Tom Selleck. Get uh, you know. Oh yeah, that'd work as well. Yeah. I also thought watched... um, for Sonic, like Michael Shannon, mm. um, in Michael... seen that film where Michael Shannon's a hitman and like he just looks very grey faced and gravelly. But imagine that with like a, sort yeah. of, like a blue Mohican on it, <laughs> really like sort of pissed off <laughs> Sonic. That's really weird. That's so weird. Yeah. There's um, a really good uh, there's a really good Sonic Hedgehog cartoon on Netflix, which my son uh, Logan, who's three, is obsessed with. Uh, which we watch all the time, but it's actually quite well done. It's quite good. Um, so, yeah. What, good for a three-year-old or good for an adult? No, good for everyone. Sonic Boom, I think it's called. Uh, and, yeah, it's just got it's got oh, a yeah, lot I've of kind of that, references yeah. in it that are a bit more... It's good for a three-year-old, but it's also got a lot of references in it that are a bit more, you know, a bit more nuanced. Have you seen Pixels? No. No. Are we going to review that at some point? We'll have to, won't we, I think? Yeah. I think we will. I've seen... What's the one... The, the Pixar one with... Um... Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, that wasn't very good. Yeah. That's got a bit of ready to play one about it. Oh, no. The bit at the beginning where you see all the other characters and stuff is good. But yeah, the generally... What's Pixels like, Chris? Um, Weird. (laughs) Very strange. (laughs) Adam Sandler, isn't it? Is that right? Pixels? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's basically the cast of some other terrible film that he's in, but Mm. just brought onto this film. Yeah. Is it... Is it called Grown Ups or something? Oh right, yes, that's, yeah. a, that's a film. Yeah. Uh, plus the the guy out of uh, uh, Game of Thrones, Drinklage, Dinklage, oh. Peter Dinklage, yes. Yeah. Mm. Who is quite good in uh, three bill- billboards of outside Ebbing, Missouri? Have you seen that? No, I've not seen that yet. No, I heard it's very good though. But it's all, it's all right. Is he is he a protagonist or an antagonist? He is like. Um, he wants to date the, uh, Francis McDormand's character. He's like a um, he's a, like a bit player in it. He's got a bit part, a bit, quite a big part towards the end. But he's it's one of the few things I've seen him where he's not just playing a dwarf. You know, he's playing an actual character. In Pixels, is, that's what he's playing. Yeah, they really just give him a circus part, which is rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. So um, we've got that to look forward that to. That is crazy news. Yeah, ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. Live action Sonic. Mm. Um, it'll be a lot of you know those sort of you know, shots where. They like blow a wind machine past people. It'll be so fast, and you'll see like papers fly around, <laughs> don't you, and stuff like that. <laughs> oh God, I can't right. even. So let's uh, let's speed on to our first film of the day, um, which is Tron. And who's I'm, I'm doing Tron? Is that right? Yes, I'm doing Tron. So everyone's seen Tron, obviously. We all seen Tron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris, a long, long time ago. Oh. So Tron is uh, the story of Kevin Flynn. Who is a um, a software engineer, well, a former software engineer who is uh, has all his ideas ripped off and stolen by uh, I forgot his name, 
someone at the, at this Bill company Gates. anyway. Evil muck businessman. Yeah, evil muck businessman. There you go. And so he's gone to work in an arcade. Um, but uh, <laughs> as you do, yeah, because he loves games. But it turns out that his programs are too clever, and they're taking over not only the company but the world, maybe. And so mm. he has to uh, venture inside the machine to uh, combat the the menace, menacing MCP mm. master control programs. Mirroring some yeah. of the techno paranoia of the age. Yes, uh, and also mirroring of the age, uh, a very basic understanding of what a computer is and how That's it works. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, let's watch the trailer for Tron, shall we? The computer, an extension of the human intellect. The NCOM 511, center of the most calculating intelligence on Earth. Programmed by Master Control to survive by all means. Soon, the ultimate tool will become the ultimate enemy. My friends have actually got a little VHS TV combi and this tape, so I might watch it in its original... Oh, you should, you should. Format. You should. Tracking lines and all, fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, last time I watched this was about the time when the sequel came out. So what's that, 2010, 11, is it? 2010, mm. I think. And I remember thinking it wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> poor. But um, I'm looking forward to watching it again. Yeah, yeah. It's at least a unique visual style, isn't it? Well, it was unique at the time. It's ripped off endlessly, hasn't it, since. But uh, Yeah, exactly. It's, it's weird to watch man. it. Yeah, when yes. well, yeah. it's weird to watch it yeah. now, knowing all the references to it and all the yeah people who have kind of yeah taken totally. Yeah, it, so. have you both yeah. seen Tron Legacy? Yes. Yes. What do you think yeah. of that? I really liked it. Yeah, yeah I, I liked quite, it. I quite I enjoyed it that as well. Stunning. I thought the music mm. was cool. I think it was like they did everything right off the back of this one. Yeah, yeah. I, think I agree. It's a, it's a better film than Tron, I think. But there are a lot of too. like the basic like designs of things they haven't changed from this one, and you think at the actual. The minds that went into this first one, they did things mm. which haven't been surpassed. Yeah. I mean, as far as how things are designed and the life yeah. cycles and the big flying things and all that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good. Right. A uh, little bit more news. What could you possibly say next that is as weird as that first bit of news? Well, this is more about recent releases. So did anybody uh, okay. watch uh, the Cloverfield Paradox that released onto Netflix? Yes. No, I didn't what, see what, it. What did you think, Chris? Garbage. (laughs) (laughs) But I think what it was right was a film which didn't turn out very well. So they just like went quits and just sold it to Netflix and got their money back and wiped their hands of it, right? Well, it's bizarre because, I mean, the whole thing about Cloverfield is this... Do you remember the Cloverfield 2, whatever that was called? That had a weird release cycle, didn't it? Where they didn't didn't let on it was a Cloverfield film? Oh, yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane it, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they sort of kept that hidden until it came out, and they were like, oh, shit, mm. it's a Cloverfield. It caused, caused something else, wasn't it, in production? And yeah. obviously this one, people don't know, um, there's an advert for it during the Super Bowl, and then it just popped up on Netflix. And mm. uh, it's moved the story to space, unfortunately, so we have to watch it, definitely. Although I guess it's Cloverfield sci-fi anyway, isn't it? And, yeah, uh, I got about half an hour in and had to turn it off because it was fucking dreadful. <laughs> Did you watch it all, Chris? Did you go all the way through? I have to admit, I did a bit of scrolling in the middle. Did you? Wow. 
That's really, bad. really bad. Um, and talking of Netflix, has anyone seen Mute net yet? Which is the new Duncan Jones film that also released onto Netflix yeah. recently. No, I haven't. Seen, and isn't no. the isn't the one the new Alex Garland film coming? Annihilation. That's got really good Netflix. reviews though. That has. Yeah, so yeah, it's crazy. It's like what, they're just taking all the sci-fi, basically. Then are they, or they're throwing a lot of money around? Aren't yeah, they? I think with that. No, with the Cloverfield one, it's 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 turned out. It turned out a dog, and oh, they okay. just literally offloaded it because they thought they're not going to make the money back in the theaters. Okay, that's and interesting. Can, you know, there's no risk with Netflix because you just sell it, you get the cash, it. and you mm. piss off and go make another one. Yeah, yeah, good, um, good idea, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Duncan Jones' film is more a tragic tale because he's been trying to make it for like 10 years, I think. And um, yeah, I've not, I've, again, I've watched about half an hour of this one and it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. And But I want to finish watching it because I've heard that um, there's a, it's actually a sequel to Moon. You heard oh, that? There's no. a, I don't think this is spoilers, but um, all the Moon clones are in on a TV somewhere in this, apparently. They're, oh, um, God. Yeah, so. Oh, okay. So I want to watch Interesting. it. Um, but apparently, uh, yeah, the reviews look awful again. So strange that these films are coming out and mm. we're quite big names. I'm disliking you know, for the Cloverfield universe. It's, yeah, I do. This J.J. No. Abrams, like, it's the same with Lost. Like, they make out like there's intellectualism going on in the story and the writing of it, and there no. isn't. No. Yeah, it's just make it up as you go along kind of thing. It's no long-term plan. Cloverfield is a good marketing campaign, and that's it, isn't it? Yeah. That's what Cloverfield... Like, um, what was his one he did about the one that was like a Spielberg film? That oh, was terrible yeah. as well. Super and that oh, was a good, good marketing oh, campaign. Oh, God, what was that but, called? Yeah, like... like yeah. Super eight. A central Super eight, yeah. Story, right? Yeah. Just anyway, he just wanted a show reel which looked like ET, and that's like he just got a few shots which looked like nice with flares and ET stuff going on. And well, it worked because he's Star Trek and Star Wars mega bitch mm. now, isn't he? So Motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were tricked. They've all they been tricked. tricked. The Emperor's New Clothes. I think his Star Trek that he made was the best he's ever done. I think that's great, that one he made, the first one. Oh, that's a good film, yeah. I like mm. that film. Yeah. Yeah. I quite like his Mission Impossible film as well, the one with... Um, oh, yeah, that what's is What's his good. name in? Uh, uh, yeah. Seymour Hoffman. Yes, mm. that is a good one. That's a good yeah, film. that is one of the good ones, yeah. True. Didn't right. he write... Oh, sorry. He yeah. wrote, like... Uh, wasn't he involved with like some Michael Bay stuff? Didn't he write like Armageddon or something? Did he? I don't know. Yeah, J.J. Abrams. I know he's been kicking around a long time. Yeah, he's, he's got his. Stuff. He's like, if you look back at what he's done, he's. Oh yeah, he wrote Armageddon. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. He also wrote Gone Fishing with Joe Pesci and Danny Glover. <laughs> so he's done a lot of shit. Wow. Hmm. Um, okay, let's get on to our next film. Uh, we're still in the eighties. Still watching kids' films. This is The Last Starfighter, one of my favourites as a child, definitely. Um, who's given us a synopsis it's, for this? It's me for The Last Starfighter. Okay. Uh, the 1984 movie The Last Starfighter centres around average American teenager Alex Rogan, who whilst living in a trailer park with his mother and little brother becomes obsessed with a particular arcade game called Starfighter. After he gets the top score in the cabinet, Alex discovers he was actually being put to the test and having proven himself, he is recruited by an alien race to help them in an interstellar war. And you know, I've actually got a Ready Player One nerd fact to go with uh, my synopsis. Go on then. Uh, a real Last Starfighter arcade game by Atari was promised in the end credits, but never released. Uh, if released, the game would have been Atari's first 3D polygon arcade game, 
Uh, it would have taken it would have taken from game scenes and space battle scenes would have included the same controller that was used in the first Star Wars arcade game. The game was abandoned once Atari representatives saw the film in post production and decided it was going to be it wasn't it was not going to be a financial success. So basically, yeah. they copped out and wouldn't make the cabinet. But that would have been cool if there'd been a game that you could that play. Really cool. yeah. That would have been really cool. Like that's proper marketing. That's like uh, yeah. yeah, that's modern marketing. But yeah, probably um, just beyond their capability. Yeah. Before we watch the trailer, shall I just tell you the synopsis to uh, Ernest Cline's second book, Armada? Go for uh, it. The story follows a teenager who plays an online video game about defending against an alien invasion, only to find <laughs> out the game is a simulator to prepare him and people around the world for defending an actual alien invasion. <laughs> so basically, he rewrote Last Starfighter again, which would be less unimpressive if he hadn't just written a whole book about how much he fucking loved The Last Starfighter. And yet people buy this shit... That's okay. That is a fucking I, hack. What about that, Ender's Game? He just references yeah, that. As well. he, he references that in the book. Right. Yeah, that it is yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like Ender's uh, Game anyway, isn't it? It's the, all just a the notebook of Ender's in game the book. Anyway. Uh, Isaiah's notebook is about conspiracy theories involving popular cu- culture films and novels like Ender's Game. <laughs> He's just regurgitating <laughs> shit, and people are just lapping it up. <laughs> fucking hate the man. Right. Who knew? Let's watch the so tra- angry. <laughs> let's watch the trailer for Last Starfighter, shall we? Alex Rogan had a dream. You really are leaving here, aren't you? To be as far away from here as possible. You get your chance. When it comes, you gotta grab it with both hands. It started with a game. You're gonna bust the record! But it wasn't just any game. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Sur and the Kodan Armada. And then... So the revelation there was, Alex, you've not seen that stuff. Yeah, I know. I know. And Chris, you have seen it, but you don't remember it. I remember bits of it. So I watched this an awful lot when I was a child, but I haven't seen it since, and I'm worried it's going to be terrible. Um, Well, but... We'll all yeah. find out. Blurred. I'm getting blurred with Flight of the Navigator, I think. Uh, no, I've definitely seen that, yeah. That's another great film. Mm. Flight of the Navigator is a better film, isn't it, I think? <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's for next time. Uh, right, so, one more bit of news. And this is perhaps the strangest bit of news so far, even stranger than um, mm. uh, Silent the Hedgehog being a film. Okay. Have any of you heard about the fact that it turns out Donald Trump is a time traveller? N- no. So, um, <laughs> yeah, this is from the Huffington Post. Uh, I think it's from Reddit originally. But um, basically someone found a book written in the late 1800s um, by a guy called Ingersoll Lockwood, a lawyer, mm. uh, a, a series of books called Travels and Adventures of Little Baron Trump and His Wonderful <laughs> Dog Bulger, right? And right. it's a series of books about a kid called Baron Trump, who, if you don't know, is Donald, Donald Trump's son, who right. is a time traveller um, and is, uh, uh, where's another quote, hang on. Baron is a wealthy young man living in a place called Castle Trump, but his real adventures begin when Don, that's right, Don, the what? master of all masters, inspires him to travel to Russia, where he finds what? a portal that allows to travel to other lands. Yeah, this is written in like 1896. Oh um, my God. Yeah, so Baron Trump might be a time traveller. It gets even weirder, right, because... Lockwood, this is also from Huffington Post, uh, Lockwood also wrote in 1896 a pamphlet called The Last President, which does not feature Baron Trump, but 
does feature a president. Uh, it begins in New York City, which is up in arms over the election of an outsider candidate as president. Mm-hmm. The, no- the news causes those in the upper portion of the city to sit as if paralysed with a nameless dread. Mobs of vast size are organising under the lead of anarchists and socialists and threats to plunder and despoil the houses of the rich who have wronged and oppressed them for so many years. Oh so basically, God. this guy appears to have written, like, either Baron Trump has come from the late 1800s or Trump yeah. is just, like, like cosplaying as the last president and living out <laughs> his fantasies from his books. But how yeah. crazy is that? That's really crazy. He must love that. He must love all that. He just loves yeah, all that. There's too much weird stuff going on with Trump. Like yeah. all the Simpsons stuff, which yeah, pre-told things. <laughs> yeah. And... yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. It is as though he like like it's as though like pop culture birthed him. You know, like this is the yeah. end result of us. A... You know what? The man who fell to earth that <laughs> would explain. <laughs> it's happened. That's true. It's patents. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Buildings. He knew where, what buildings to buy to make the most money because he knew what areas would be... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's why he's an God. incompetent businessman because as soon as he tries anything else, he's an alien and he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> but. He knew what Facebook ads to buy. Yeah, he yeah. did. Oh, yeah. God. Wow. Well, that, that, you managed to beat the Sonic Hedgehog thing. Yeah. So yeah, check, well check the show notes for the link to, uh, to Baron Trump's marvellous underground journey, which, um, yeah. Wow. Weird. Very weird. Um, but let's get back to the films. One more film left. A classic of the eighties. It's uh, War Games. Chris, tell us about War Games. Um, Matthew Broderick is a high school kid who has skills beyond his age. Yeah. Um, in the sense that he can hack into computers. Um, almost no one could do this at this point, and he starts a. He, he nearly starts a nuclear war. It's pretty much it. Yep. And nowadays he'd probably be in Guantanamo Bay, (laughs) rotting. um, Because this is this is quite serious. (laughs) Doesn't really get much more serious, does it? Yeah. (laughs) Back then it was a bit of a joke. Yeah. No, it's not. No. So we've all seen War Games. No, I haven't seen War Games either. Wow, Chris. I know. I must have. Well, let's watch the trailer and jog your memory. David Lightman was a master at computer games. A fast thinker. Oh, David! Maybe you could tell us who first suggested the idea of reproduction without sex. Your wife? Get out, baby. And a promising student at an old game. Hi. With an electronic twist. Are those your grades? Yeah. I don't think that I deserved an F. Do you? Jail for that. Only if you're it's funny how last week we saw three trailers that sort of lied about what the films yeah. were, and this week three trailers that just tell you the entire plot of the whole film. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> how marketing has changed. <laughs> do you remember it? Do you remember it now, Chris? Oh God, I don't think I've seen it. You know? Yeah. Um, I was thinking about Doctor Strangelove when I was watching it. Have either of you played the game called Defcon? No. Yes. Great. It's it's basically this as a game. It's incredible. Um, mm. Anyone at home who fancies playing a little uh, strategy game where you basically you're playing the computer screens from war games. Um, mm. It's great. It's, uh, it's a wonderful game. Yeah. It is called Defcon, isn't it? That's right. Defcon. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so cool. Uh, three kids' films from the eighties to watch. I am really looking forward to this week. Yeah. 
write my wheelhouse, and then we can all go away and write our own Ready Player Ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call mine Ready Player Two because that's original. You should. You should write it about a guy who writes a book about uh, popular culture and how he becomes really popular. Have, um, have you seen the do- number two? That would be better. Ready number two. Yeah. <laughs> have either you seen the documentary about them digging up the ET cartridges? No, I've heard about that. I've read yeah. about stuff with that, though, yeah. It's not a great film. Basically, it's about them, because they famously buried a load of um, Atari yeah. ET cartridges, and they'd go and dig them up. Mm. And this twat, Ernest Klein, uh, is in the film because he's like going to the landfill to watch them dig it up, and the film spends a lot, too much time basically just following him around, wearing his stupid Back to the Future jacket, driving DeLorean, yeah. going just basically like, you know, popping out, pop culture references here and there and saying I'm the biggest geek in the universe all this sort of stuff and it's just you just want to throw up it's disgusting <laughs> he's like the embodiment of everything that's wrong with geek culture you know like the whole like oh I just it makes me upset to like this kind of shit you know what I mean mm. it's capable of liking it without wandering around looking like a fucking advert you know yeah. I'm just out here in just normal clothes and I still like <laughs> this sort of it. films it's, it verges on which is normally a positive thing that geek culture gives people their own identity or allows them to express themselves in ways which they wouldn't Mm. normally be able to but this guy should probably not be no no it's gone too far into like just i don't know self-parody anyway let's let's move on from the (laughs) philosophizing of geek geek culture and no doubt i'll have more to say next week because i'm sorry uh for now though that's the three films to watch go away and watch them the trailers will be in the link below along with stuff about the news talked about Join us next week for some rankings. Uh, subscribe, like, follow on iTunes. All that good stuff. Uh, is that it? We all done? Yeah. I think so. Brill. I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye.